0: Hey, and welcome everyone to episode three of the Official Gears podcast, where we're gearing you up for magical vacations. My name is Brian Franks, here with my good buddy and mouse expert, Alan Warren. Alan, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, ready to uh, do another episode here? Yeah. Um, the last episode, we talked about Disney Cruise Line and the moderate resorts. So if you haven't had a chance to go back, and, or haven't had a chance to listen to that one, please go back and And listen to us talk about Disney Cruise Line and the Moderates, where we talk about our favorites and just kind of give you a brief description of moderate resorts. We're going to go a little bit more in depth of moderate resorts this week with um, all the different categories that Disney has where you can stay at. Uh, We're going to talk about the value resorts, the moderate, the deluxe, and the villas. Uh, We're also going to have a great debate. Um, We're going to turn back the clock a little bit and we're going to talk about um what's going to go on in the next episode so um lots of good things to come yeah so uh speaking of good things there's been a lot of stuff in the news this week um did you catch all the the new information that came out over the last couple of days as far as the reopenings and you know what's what's to expect over the next couple of weeks
1: i got a lot of it yeah there's there's a lot uh Kind of happening, so it's good.
0: So, as of right now, Universal City Walk is open, and you know a lot of the shops are open, and most restaurants are open. So, as far as Universal goes, that's that's a good sign. Um, and do you have a rundown of what was available? What's what's open at this moment?
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's limited. It's not fully open. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you, uh, I have that list.
0: I know Voodoo Donut right. is open. That's the only one I'm really all that excited about. So, Yep.
1: <laughs> so as of May 14th, uh, Universal CityWalk is opening with a limited service. Uh, they are opening from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, and the full service and quick service restaurants that are open are Auntie Anne's Pretzels, the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company Restaurant and Market. Uh, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville will be open at the outside Lone Palm location, which is kind of just across Uh, the walkway from the main restaurant over near the lagoon. Uh, The Red Oven Pizza Bakery will be open uh, for mobile ordering will be available there. And Voodoo Donut will be open with mobile ordering available. And for shopping, the Airbrush Company will be open. Uh, Heart and Huntington Tattoo. They're doing retail only at the moment. You can't go get a tattoo yet. And the Universal Studios store and select uh, merchandise carts around the um, City Walk area. And, the Hollywood Driving Golf will also be open, so the mini golf will be there. Movie theaters not yet. Um, so no. they are saying that uh, self parking will be complimentary. They are not offering valet at this time, but that is subject to change. Uh, and there are other, uh, you know, snacks and delicious treats available with limited venues throughout City Walk. So good yeah, to see life coming back over there.
0: It is, and as far as the valet goes. It's very, I mean, if they're limiting the capacity of who's allowed in the parks and and shopping and things like that, I don't really see a need for valet at this point anyway. So, you know, save your money a little bit and park yourself. I mean, it's right across the street anyway. So it's not like it's a long walk like it was Disney Springs or, you know, the parks. So Personally,
1: I don't really understand the valet. I mean, you get close, you get, you know, you get past the hub. You don't have to go through the garage, but I don't feel like you're getting that much closer at CityWalk. There's still a life. walk. Yeah. So there's, <laughs> there's still a walk. So, you know, if that's your thing, great. Um, you know, personally, I I haven't splurged on valet at City Walk
0: yet. Me either, but um so the another thing that was in the news that I just I, I can't get over um is the McDonald's in the all-star uh, area of uh, the Disney World yeah. Resort.
1: Um, It's getting close to being redone, so they actually tore down the original McDonald's that was there over near uh, Animal Kingdom and the All-Stars, and they're rebuilding it with a brand new facility.
0: Yep. Complete with exercise bikes and garden walls to view while you're sitting there, riding your exercise bike, eating your French fries.
1: Yeah, an outside (laughs) exercise bike at McDonald's in Orlando in August.
0: Yeah. Hmm. so. That one's interesting. We'll we'll have to see how that goes. But I guess if you're from somewhere that doesn't have a McDonald's, um, maybe this is something that intrigues you. But to me, I I would just go. I'll go to my uh, my quick service at the at my resort and, and grab something to eat. So,
1: or, or if you're craving uh, French fries, but you are worried about being home too long recently, you need to burn some of those calories off. You can do that the exercise bike while you eat those <laughs> fries. So, health conscious people.
0: But, like you said, yeah, they got you Ju- covered July and August on Orlando on an exercise bike. I'm, I'm good. I'll, Outside. I will sweat. Yeah, I will sweat walking mm-hmm. around the park. So, mm. yeah,
1: <laughs> that, that, that uh, be curious to see how much uh, action those bad boys see. There's yeah. only a couple, but
0: yeah. And if you yeah, really yeah. need to work off those fries, Disney Springs as of the 20th is open. So walk walk around Disney Springs, probably with a mask on, probably social distancing guidelines still in place, Um, but walk your fries off at Disney Springs. There's there's plenty to do and see there, even with limited things open, so
1: yeah. Yeah, and that's something to point out that, you know, we are hearing now that uh, as things begin to reopen at Disney World, you should probably expect to be required to wear some sort of mask or facial covering, so uh, CityWalk is saying that it is required. Um, yep. Disney Springs is saying it will be required. So, probably sign of things to come. Just keep in mind, you know, if you're planning your trips, uh, just yep. be prepared for
0: that. Yes, and 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 also be prepared for not everything to be open at Disney Springs. Um, exactly. There are still going to be some third party places that have made the decision you know, to stay, remain closed. Um, which I mean is, you know, that's their prerogative. They want to protect our employees and, um, you know, I applaud them for that, but you know, don't, don't expect the same experience at Disney Springs that you you've had over the last couple of years, cause it's going to be different. So.
1: Yeah. I bet there'll be a lot less uh, live entertainment in the evenings, uh, at least mm-hmm. to start.
0: Which is, I imagine would be very similar to city walk where, um, it's four to 10 at city walk. Is that correct? It is 4 to 10 PM. So, you know, and, it, and we all know at Disney Springs, a lot happens after 10 PM. So if they keep the same schedule, um, you'll see Margaritaville and, or not Margaritaville, um, the, uh, uh, shoot, uh I can't think of STX, um, the, the steakhouse. Yeah. Um, you'll see a lot of those places, the boathouse, um, you can see them closing their bars and you know, things things quieting down at ten o'clock and you know, sending people out. So
1: Yeah, that is something that CityWalk has said is the uh, bars and lounges are not currently opening. They're mm-hmm. still waiting on that. So
0: Yeah. Um, which is it's very similar here in Nashville. I mean, we got a big bar scene in uh Broadway and um you know they've they've shut those down and the bar owners are not happy about it, but um that's where people tend to tend to flock to and you know when you're trying to limit the amount of people that are together that's the one of the first ones you cut out so yeah i I can see it so uh, and you've already mentioned this one um but shanghai disney is now open and we all kind of figured it would probably be the first disney park open uh we expect disney cruise line to be the last disney destination open but it's good to see that there's finally a Disney destination open where we can, we can go and visit if we wanted to. Um, but again, it's not going to be the same experience because there's a lot of policies put in place that we kind of expected. Um, we don't think they're asking too much, but it also, you definitely feel like it takes away from the Disney experience at the moment. So you're just going to tailor your expectations to come up with a new Disney experience. I mean, they're Imagineers. They're going to entertain you. They're going to keep you, um, you know, keep you in in the uh, in the magic, and so you're not going to lose some of it, but it's just going to be a different one. Um, so, yeah, you, a lot um, of that is
1: you know helping with social distancing and making sure that yeah. you're you know not gathering together too um, too closely in the queue areas and things like that. So uh, at Shanghai Disney, they actually have um, uh, attendance at the entrance to the queues, you know, reminding people to keep a respectful distance between other guests uh Mm -hmm. there's marks in the on the ground or on the railings in the queues to kind of give you that spacing guideline of where you should stand back and wait which is kind of nice
0: they they tell you where not to stand over there instead of you know stand in this box they say don't stand in this box which i think is very odd but we all know that one friend that doesn't want to follow the rules so if you tell them (laughs) to stand in this box where are they going to stand
1: Brian, are right you look at it, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean we all know that one person. And yep. so when they say don't stand here, they're gonna stand there. They're probably gonna stand there, you know. So yeah. that I felt find was funny. And I know there's a study behind it and they've got research to, to show why, but I just thought that was hilarious. So
1: yeah, and other reasonable things, you know, uh when you get on, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, for example, uh, instead of loading every single row of that boat, they're loading every other row. So, you know, they're only able to fit half the capacity on the attractions. Um, But I don't think that really takes away from the experience. You know, when you're having a great experience at Pirates of the Caribbean or Small World or uh, Jungle Cruise or anything, uh, if there's only half the number of people on the boat, uh, it it might actually be a little more enjoyable. (laughs) Yeah. You're not kind of crammed right in there. So, And I understand, like... like
0: yeah. And I mean, when we say they're, you know, limiting the people on it, I mean, if you're a family that's traveling together, I imagine you're going to be able to sit on big Thunder Mountain right next to your child or your wife or your, your husband or whoever. Um, I don't think they're going to make one person per car, every other yeah, car. yeah, no. um, Because you're already traveling together. So I'd imagine they're still going to allow you to sit with the people that you're traveling with, mm-hmm. but don't expect to sit, you know, right behind people you're traveling with. I still imagine them to be, you know, car apart or a or row apart. Or row apart like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the boat rides are going to be harder to do because you can fit five people per row in a boat, sometimes more if you got kids or whatever, but, um, yeah, and I don't think it, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think it takes away from the experience at all. Um, sometimes I personally don't want to be on a, a ride with a full boat. Fully like, loaded. I, yeah. <laughs> so, Yeah. Um, so yeah, but something else they have in place is um, that they are uh, doing, you must have a, an advanced reservation before you can even enter the park. So you can't just show up, Correct. buy a ticket and go. Um, and a lot of that is because of the license, uh, the limited capacity that they're trying to do. And we've heard 30% during this first wave of phase in. Um, and I even and 30% read- 30% of
1: the actual park capacity.
0: Yeah. Yep. And I even read through uh, CNBC where the CEO of Disney said, as of right now, they're only allowing 5,000 guests in per day, um, or they're adding 5,000 per week until they hit that 30%. So this week, the number, we'll just say 5,000 just for easy math. Next week, it'll be 10,000 in the park per day, and then 15,000 the week after that until they hit that 30% mark. So um, even right now, they're not at 30% capacity. So uh, I I think that's good
1: news, though, um, because there's so much more – cleaning and things that are going on uh they're, yes. they're outlining at the parks now too so um a lot of those folks that have been furloughed or people that were laid off they they might actually have more staff than they would have had because mm-hmm. they're trying to help uh assist with the social distancing and the uh cleanliness of the parks and making sure that everything is being maintained so uh they might actually ramp up and bring a lot of their cast members back a lot more quickly than one would i might would have thought initially. so
0: yeah, and and I personally, this is just me. Again, we, you and I have no inside knowledge whatsoever with anything that's Correct. going on at the Disney parks. Uh, I personally see that the first people we see inside Walt Disney World are going to be a construction crews. Yes, and and then maintenance, and then cleaning, and you know the cast, cleaning crews. Yeah. yeah, cast members, and just kind of prepping up for when when we start phasing people in. But yeah, I definitely feel like the construction crews. And then the grounds maintenance people are going to be the first ones there, which I mean, some of them are already there anyway, taking care of the animals and stuff like that. Sure. But, um, some of the
1: horticulture people making sure the yeah. grounds are still maintained and, you yeah. know, the animal care specialists, making sure they're still maintained and taken care of. Yep. But yeah, it's all the attractions hosts and, and those folks that, um, you know, your attraction's not open, no reason to be there, right? Uh, yeah. We'll start seeing them come back and uh, probably putting some of these measures in place to get us ready for that opening.
0: Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, that would be the most ideal thing for everybody, because even even if they say right now we're going to be opening at this date, just think of how many cast members have to be individually trained on all the new procedures new that procedures are go on. Yep. Yep. so because I imagine shanghai have been they they've known for a month more than likely that they were going to be opening up. Mm-hmm. And but they were just keeping it in house because they had to train, they had to get these policies in place, and, and not even the policies, they had to get it set up for the temperature screenings. Um, they had to go in and they had to mark off where you're going to walk, um, where you can stand lines. for those uh, yeah.
1: uh meet and greet parade shows things that they're doing.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, and a lot more hand sanitizers throughout the um, throughout the parks. Um, which bathrooms are we going to allow open? You know, because I imagine there's going to be some things that are. Your go-to bathroom. I don't know if it'd be open because you don't want so many people going into so many bathrooms that you can't keep clean all the time. And so, right. I don't know. It's just going to be different to see. So I think we're going to be able to have a lot of takeaways from Shanghai Disney, and and even Universal with the um, the City Walk with opening City Walk. up. I, th- I think they'll they'll take some stuff away from that because we know theme parks cross over. You know, they won't oh, yeah. admit it, but we know they take away things from other theme parks. And why wouldn't they? They work. Yep. So, exactly.
1: Yeah, there's so. no sense reinventing the wheel every time you see something. You, you might be no. able to build a better mousetrap, but why reinvent the wheel? <laughs> well,
0: Walt Disney built the best mousetrap. I don't know if anybody can take that one. <laughs> Actually, I guess well, he built the biggest people trap. So Yeah,
1: exactly. So, um, you know, I, I've worked at both, uh, Disney yep. and Universal. And so, you know, it's totally off topic. One of the things I always thought was interesting about Universal is uh, they wanted to make sure they weren't directly copying Disney. They didn't want to feel like they were direct copy in a lot of ways. So their early parades were interesting in the way they ran the music. So the, the parks uh, for Universal were not built for parades uh, like Disney was. So when the parades first started happening, um, I don't know if you ever remember seeing the Land Shark monster truck. So there was a big monster so. truck that had a DJ booth in it uh, and it looked like a big Jaws shark. And so for a while, that was what they were using to broadcast the music to the floats for the parade. You know, and if you've seen Mardi Gras, their their parade's been a little bit different. There's, you know, big trucks that they pull, uh, Mardi Gras style floats. And that's kind of what Universal was doing for a while. Um, they They have since graduated and stepped up to actual drivable floats now. Uh, but one of the things is uh, the the broadcasting from a specific location to the float. Um, somebody broke the antenna accidentally on Land Shark. So in the middle of a parade, all the music just became static, really loud static, blaring from all the floats as it was going down the, the parade route because they were already out and moving. So that's why yeah, I'm I'm happy to see that they've graduated to actual floats now. Um, you know that's <laughs> yeah I know you don't want to copy you don't want to look like you're you know stealing ideas, but that one's kind of
0: one and done let's do that. <laughs> yeah I mean if it works it works use it exactly you know? yeah so um, all right. So, just a recap of what we've learned from Shanghai is that they're social distancing they got the limited capacity mask at all times except for when eating of course um, you must have the advanced reservation there's going to be temperature checks we've heard mixed things about the nighttime shows and the um, character meets so we're not going to go into those but
1: not until we get more um, official information, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, but i I definitely see both of those being some hurdles they've got across. Mm-hmm. So um have we missed anything? I think that's quite a bit for what's going on at the moment. We've got a lot,
1: yeah,
0: I thought so. I mean, and again, we don't feel like that's anything unreasonable to ask of a guest you know visiting the park. so I mean, it's For our safety and for the cast members' safety. And and if they don't have cast members, then they're going to shut down again anyway. So keep everybody as safe as possible.
1: Well, And the safety Uh, of the other guests as well. You know, that's one of the big things people, um, you hear so many things about this whole social distancing and the masks and, you know, you might be fine, but Mm -hmm. what about the people around you? And so, you know, to me personally, I know that... uh, I've been fine so far, but when I go out, it's a respectful thing. Uh, I want other people to know that I care enough about them uh, to do my part if I'm going to be out in public. And uh, yep. I, I personally will wear a mask. Again, it's up to everybody individually, but yeah, I, I don't think it's that crazy.
0: No, I, I don't wear one um, just because you know I'm, I'm one of those. I don't feel like I'm going to get it. But then tomorrow morning, we're going to go out and we're going to serve 300 lunches to... Um, kids you know that that may need it in the school system and so i'm wearing a mask too because i'm in gloves because i'm packing their lunch and i'm going to be handing it to them as they drive up so you know that's one reason i'm i'm going to wear the mask because it's not for me it's for them so right i'm I'm, well, I'm we're, we're in different okay. areas
1: too you know murfreesboro yeah. down there um you're not seeing some of the same issues that we're seeing currently up here in the chicago area where i am yeah so you know it, it's it's cookie cutter for around the nation it's different from one yes. area to another and it, you know you have to do what works for you and what's right so yep no judgment no
0: nope, not this at is all what it is
1: not at all all right so what else do we have uh, uh speaking of something new
0: so, um well, I'll, I'll let you go first
1: well speaking of something new so um you know i'm a, a music geek especially when it comes to disney music so um, I was really excited to see Disney uh, Family Sing Along Volume Two, and I almost think it was better than the first one. So I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Uh, did you get to watch I
0: think, it? I did, and I, I think the um, I think the people that were on it the first time didn't have a bar set for them. <laughs> true. So I, th- true. I, I think the people this time um when they that were on it they were like oh we've got to up the you know episode two and i right. i've heard talks of a third already and i was like yeah yep. that'd be great i would so, be happy to
1: see if there's plenty of music out there that they could do
0: yeah i think the i can't remember the actors names but the uh the mary poppins version this time uh i was just like that i was, I was it was so choreographed and everything the step in time um well, it was it was just well a reason for together, that, so
1: <laughs> so uh, the main male from the Mary yep. Poppins was Derek Huff from Dancing yeah. with the Stars. Yeah, uh, and it was interesting that he did all those different parts and they edited it together to look like he was a cast of six. Uh, and the Mary Poppins character was his sister Julianne Huff, also from Dancing with the Stars, and uh, Julianne has actually had a a country album out in the past, really? so. Yeah. Did they're they're kind of triple threats. Yeah. She actually, I there's, I bought her album in the past. She's got a couple of songs <laughs> that I really enjoy on her album. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely fitting right in with them. Uh, and they did yeah. the beat and the beast number in the first one as well. Yes. Yeah. I will so, say my absolute favorite so far from both episodes has been, um, a whole new world that they just did in the second one, uh, with Benjamin Platt and Adina Menzel. I thought they nailed it. Like I would listen to that (laughs) version over and over. Um, They didn't stick specifically true to the animated version. Um, I felt more like it was a pop version that you could hear on the radio. And I think they nailed it. I mean, not going to lie. I might've gotten goosebumps at one point when they they were saying so.
0: These remind me of the, um, now that's what I call Disney CDs that they, not not that I would call Disney. there's a CD that Disney's put out a couple of different versions of where it's, you know, popular singers doing Disney versions. Yep. And I mean, it's, it's, some of those are just really, really, you know, amazing. And you, you get the right singer with the right song and you're like, this is almost better than the, the, the one in the movie. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's I think that kind of
1: happened like no no shade to uh, anybody from the original Aladdin But no, Dina Menzel and Benjamin Platt nailed that one Yeah, Uh, yeah, I I have a couple of those albums too that I think are pretty good. There's actually um, The best of country does the best of Disney So there's some great country versions of some of those songs that are pretty awesome. I can't
0: I can't remember the girl that does the um, The song that Kermit sings um, but she she does a really good version of that one, um, and i a Rainbow <sighs> Connection. Yes, and I cannot remember Casey Musgrave. Maybe might be the one that does it. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really good version of it. So,
1: and I was happy to see the Muppets in this episode. Uh, yeah, as as a person who grew up with the Muppets, that was perfect for me. <laughs> Singing that you um, know opening theme song was great.
0: Yeah, they also announced that they're going to be bringing back the um, uh, Sunday night movie. So yeah,
1: I'm all for that as well.
0: Mo- uh, Moana is the first one, right? I believe so, it is. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah
1: so. talk about some uh, music you can sing along to right there. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. So, I'm going to completely more than likely lose my fan card on this and my Uh-oh. Disney card. But, and there's many reasons on why I have not done this yet, but I just finished The Rise of Skywalker.
1: Uh
0: And, you know, of course it's great. Um, It was, it was nice. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but it was nice to see the people that were in it, um, new and old. Um, But yeah, I, I couldn't watch it until now because to me, this is the end of the Star Wars saga. Oh yeah. I know I, I know they left it open for some newer movies and for things to happen. Um, especially with the um The Last Jedi with the, the little boy. Um that shows the you know the power of the force. But yeah, I, I just this was it for me. I was like, this is the end. I'm not ready for it. I don't know if I can watch it. So I I never went to saw it in theaters because I'm one of those, if a movie is extremely popular and it's going to be, I, I don't want to go see it. I don't want to sit in a crowded theater. I want to be able to enjoy the movie. And so I usually will watch stuff like this at home. And even when it first came out, I was like, you know, on, on Disney Plus and, you know, DVD, I've had the DVD for like three months or uh, three weeks now. Still haven't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to find the right time, right? Yeah. Working and I was this. just like, you know what, let's let's do this. Let's, let's get it over before somebody spoils because nobody's spoiled anything yet. Um, wow, that's pretty good. I, I know. But then again, I don't, especially lately, I haven't talked to a whole lot of Disney people that are into star Wars. So, um, and most people just assumed I've watched it and haven't really asked me anything about it, but yeah, that was my something new. Cause I'm, I just wasn't ready and I had to pull the bandaid off and, and watch it. And I'm glad I did. And like I said, I was kind of sad to know that it, you know, that's the end of it for the most part, all of our favorite characters more than likely are moving on, but yep. I mean, it's just, it was just tough but yeah it's I, good I think movie, they though. did a great job with it
1: too yeah it was it, it was really interesting um there you it's know of, it's still kind of left open in some ways but
0: it is and it, there's a lot of tie-ins to the original 3 so yes yeah which which i, I was glad to see
1: yeah so um, uh we may have not done that recently over a weekend as watched all of them uh, <laughs> in proper sequence uh meaning that we started the very first episode, and went through them all. Um, we feel like you have to squeeze in Rogue One and the solo story yeah. uh, in yes. between uh, one, two, and three, and Star Wars: A New Hope. Um, and there's even people
0: there's there's even people that say you got to throw in the the animated Clone Wars. So. so
1: I recently got into watching the Clone Wars, and um, uh, there are there's a lot of references in there. So mm-hmm. there's characters. Um, in the parks, that I didn't know who they were. I had no idea who Honda Mannaka was or how large a role he plays in the Clone Wars. So you know, now understanding him and his his storyline and uh, going back to Galaxy's Edge when we get the opportunity will mean a little more because now we know more who this guy is. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there there's definitely some uh, interesting twists uh, that came up there, and uh, you get a lot of the uh, the history of. Uh, Anakin, as he's become Jedi, uh, he has his own Padawan learner in that, that mm-hmm. he works through. Um, so you're kind of getting more of his story from once he goes from you know a child to you know his his main role in the movie movies. There's a lot of that in between there that um, was pretty cool as well. Yeah. I, I thought they were pretty well done. Um, yes, I, I had a hard time getting into them in the very beginning. Um, but once you got into them, after about three episodes, four episodes, I was I was hooked.
0: Yeah,
1: great storyline. Is right. it
0: how many episodes are there? Is a it lot several seasons?
1: It is, I think. Yeah. So they just finished it. I want to say it was season seven was the final. So there's quite a few. I um
0: I I, I know that so you know on, kind of on the same they've for the Mandalorian season two, uh, can't they're wait. bringing they're bringing back the Fett. They're bringing back the fat uh-oh they're bringing back the fat and i don't know where he's going to fit in and uh where, where he you know storyline and everything but i just saw where they're bringing him back and i think it's going to be the original no i think it's the guy that plays um Django. Mm-hmm. i think is the actor that's going to play the new like in the mandalorian interesting so yeah it'll it'll just be, be interesting to see how that plays out but
1: I Definitely did see something that said that they will not be delayed due to the current issues and social distancing so it sounds like most of that second season has already been filmed and went into post-production uh, so sounds like there will not be a delay which is great because they've done an amazing job with that series it's been great
0: start season three
1: <laughs> yeah exactly as soon as the stuff's over get back to work keep going yep. keep going
0: yeah um... Speaking with the Star Wars and we all know one of the main characters is Han Solo and um, you know we, we love Han Solo but we're going to take him out of this one. Um, I can't. I, I completely lost the guy's name. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> so Harrison Ford plays two major roles in
1: um, other franchises.
0: Yeah, in the Disney franchises. And um, we just kind of thought, you know, we're going to take out Star Wars for this and we're going to take out Marvel, the Marvel uh, universe as well. uh, Because those are two of Disney's biggest franchises. So which leaves us probably with Indiana Jones and Pirates of the Caribbean as the next two biggest franchises that Disney does. Uh, Do you agree with that? uh yeah i is indiana jones at disney uh well they're owned by disney so we're gonna count them right right there now by lucasfilm so yeah i thought so um so we're gonna say indiana jones versus Pirates of the caribbean which which would be your preference if you had to sit and binge watch all three or four uh movies
1: I like both of those series. I think they've done a pretty good job with those, but I am definitely going to go Indiana Jones. That's nostalgia. I grew
0: up with Indy. That's one of my is favorites. there anything about Is there anything about Pirates that you don't care for?
1: Uh, a couple of the movies got a little dark and kind of up, off track, I feel. Um, but no, I mean overall they're I think they're pretty good series. I think it was a great uh transition from attraction to film. Uh, I think Johnny Depp did a great job as uh, cat and Jack. Uh, the cast was good. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I really enjoyed them. I did. I, it's not like I didn't enjoy them at all. Um, I think just growing up with the Indiana, Indiana Jones and, um, uh, you know, going to those films with family and things like that to me, and maybe it's just mm-hmm. the nostalgia to me. There's a little bit of history there. I really love Indiana Jones. What about you? Yeah,
0: I, I love Indiana Jones too. And that's going to be my choice. Um, I need them to put out a fifth movie to redeem themselves from the fourth one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fourth one's just not my favorite. You didn't like the Crystal uh, Skull? It's it, it was just a little far-fetched. And I, I mean, I understand it. there is a Crystal Skull out there. Yeah. Um, that movie's based off fact, but I just think the whole alien you know, thing is just a little too far out there. So <laughs> I, I think they need I to redeem themselves. I thought the second themselves. one
1: was a little bit... Temple of Doom was not my favorite one of them, but yeah.
0: No, I really like the um, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, yeah. And the last Crusade was pretty good too. So I don't know. Those two are definitely my favorite, but yeah, I'm. I need them to redeem themselves. But. Well, I, I liked
1: the Crystal Skull um, basically because Marion came back. Yes. I have Marion back. It was so great to see her back uh, in the role. Yeah. That was pretty cool,
0: and I love the movie until you just got to the part where the, the the temple is just falling down around them, and it's just this huge <laughs> spaceship that just takes off, and it so, was yeah,
1: it was a little different.
0: Yeah, but, but come on, and I'm, Andy,
1: <laughs> you got to have her in there. And I don't
0: think there's a I don't think there's a woman on this planet that throws a punch as well as she does. No. So yeah, um,
1: She's did a great job. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you're right. You, you, I mean, she's in the attraction or the stunt show. You got to have her back in the movie. So, um, so yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I like Pirates as well. Um, I think they did a great job transitioning from the ride to the movie. Um, um, they didn't do as well. And you and I have talked about this before. They didn't do as well as the other one that they tried to do with the Haunted Mansion. Um, yeah. the casting right. on that one just wasn't, yeah. Is like, I think they just the casting and in, in the I think what they were trying to portray didn't come out the way they wanted, but um,
1: but it was just a I completely mean, different like comic storyline. That, yes, I know the Haunted Mansion is not horror themed, it's not really scary, scary, no, but, it, but it's not a comedy. I don't know, I had a hard time with that one, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah um, yeah, I, and and Johnny Depp is hilarious and does a really great job with Captain Jack. Um, but even with, with without him, if you went and had somebody different play the role, and I know there were you know several people that they asked to play that role before they got to him. Um, I mean, Barbosa came a long way in the movies. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Swann came a long way. Um, Orlando Bloom's character, you know, he brought something to it. Uh, and then the further along they got with the storyline, it was, everyone was different. But then I, again, I felt like once they lost, uh, Elizabeth Swan and, um, I can't remember his name or Linda Bloom's character. Um, once they took those out, I felt like they lost a little bit of the movie again. Um, yeah. So I, I definitely want them to come back with another one as well. So but I can't get enough of captain Jack.
1: Well, and the whole one where the ship was in a bottle the whole time, and they never really had the pearl was
0: yes, it was like what what are we yeah. doing here? But yeah,
1: I mean, a couple of them kind of went off the rails to me, but they're not bad movies by any means. I mean I could definitely no. sit and watch them over and over,
0: no, you have a guy with an octopus as a face, you just kind of expected the whole movies to be different anyway, so.
1: <laughs> but he was great, he was actually almost kind of
0: scary, it was cool uh, it, yeah, Davy Jones was great, so um. All right. So speaking of how Harrison Ford, he plays five different roles within the Disney vault. Um, how many of them Ooh. can you name?
1: I can one name of them more I the didn't movies get. than I can uh, the roles. Say,
0: one, one of them I didn't get. So, or or the movies. What movies are is he in?
1: All right. So obviously Indiana Jones uh, yep. and the Star Wars saga. So yep. there's that. Um, he was in The Fugitive. I thought
0: yep. he was great in The Fugitive. Uh, but The Fugitive is not one of them. Oh, it's not? Nope. Okay. Uh,
1: then there was, um, I think you're talking about the new one, right? So there's the new Call of the Wild. Talking about yep. that one. Where he, yeah, acts with the animated dog. Mm. Um, uh, what was the one where he played the, um, the president of the plane, Air Force One?
0: The last one I didn't get. I didn't know the last one.
1: Uh, I'm not sure I know the last one.
0: The last one's Six Days, Seven Nights. So who? Six. Yeah. <laughs> um, so wow. so there's Indiana Jones. Here's some uh, uh, Star Wars, Han Solo, Air Force One. He was the president. Um, six Days, Seven Nights, and then A Call of the Wild. Which have you seen that one yet?
1: I have not seen Call of the Wild yet.
0: I haven't either. So, um maybe we should do a uh, movie review on that one since neither one of us has seen that one.
1: Wow, 6 7 nights from 1998. Interesting. Yeah. So, right, yeah, maybe we'll have to do a Call the Wild review. Yeah. I, maybe I, we'll have I, to do I love that story. Nights review since I don't remember that one at all. <laughs> I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen it. So,
0: I'm with you though. I like The Fugitive. Um uh so Let's do this. let's what are your three favorite Harrison Ford roles?
1: Oh my goodness, they're they're obviously going to be Indiana Jones um, and Han Solo. Uh, I would probably say the the President on Air Force One.
0: Okay. james James Marshall, I think is his name. Um, I'm gonna go Indiana Jones, uh, the Fugitive um and then i think my third one is going to be he was the owner of the brooklyn dodgers in the movie 42 about jackie robinson uh i'm a huge baseball fan so when i saw he was playing the owner of the dodgers he's the one that was responsible for bringing jackie robinson into the major leagues um he did a great job with that role as far as being the older baseball guy that wanted to make a change, but was trying to figure out how to do that within the sports world. And he used Jackie and, um, he, he did a great job with it. So, um, yeah, nice. I think Brant Branch Rickey probably be my third favorite Harrison Ford role. So very cool.
1: Well, that's interesting information. That's cool. Um, you, want some
0: more?
1: you got more Harrison Ford?
0: Not more Harrison Ford, but let's, you want to turn back the clock a little bit and talk about uh, something interesting from Disney from back or Universalist history. Yeah. But yeah.
1: let's. So uh, turn back the clock is where we kind of talk about something um, out of yesteryear, something a little older, people may not remember um, or fun facts. So
0: Brian, what is your uh, turn back the clock fun fact for this episode? All right. So in on, on May 15th in 1928, Plain Crazy was released to theaters. Uh, it was the first creation of, the, of Mickey Mouse. However, it was nobody would pick it up as a distributor. So even though it was introduced to theaters, no theaters wanted to show it. So it later went back into let's the Disney Vault, we'll say. Um, and then Steamboat Willie came out, and then Plain Crazy was released a year later on March seventeenth, in oh. nineteen twenty-nine. So. Uh-huh. But very cool steamboat willie is my favorite uh mickey version and i just thought playing crazy was pretty cool to kind of be the first one to actually be with mickey mouse in it and then not actually be shown on screen so yeah
1: that that's pretty interesting huh now i have to go back and watch that one too i believe that's on disney plus too isn't it it is disney yeah it. yep very cool so I've got a good uh, kind of trivia question for you from my okay. trivia clock. So I'm gonna ask: Do you know the last attraction to be built at Disney that was honored with the e-ticket
0: status? It's a coaster. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my favorite, so I'm just going to say Big Thunder.
1: It is. You're right. So Big Thunder Mountain opened in September 1979, way back then, at Disneyland. And that was the last attraction uh, to be designated as an e-ticket attraction because it was not long after that that the park went to a flat fee to get into the parks for the day, and all the attractions were included. So Big Thunder Mountain was our last e-ticket attraction officially. Uh, that opened in September of 1979 at Disneyland, and then uh, November 1980 at Walt Disney World, and there is another version uh, that opened in July 1987 at Tokyo Disneyland, and there is one in Paris Disneyland. Um, Theirs is actually pretty interesting,
0: and I don't have the date for that one. Didn't
1: the price
0: to get in the park when it first opened, was it five dollars? Is that
1: I believe that it was like, less than that when the park first opened actually I think it was less than $3.
0: Maybe, maybe it was Walt Disney World was $5 maybe. Yeah, I believe I, so. I would just yeah, give me give me a season's worth of tickets for $5 a piece. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh Big Thunder Mountain Paris they opened in 1992 in April, the park opened. So there's something that's really cool about Paris's Big Thunder Mountain roller coaster and that is that the Big Thunder Mountain roller coaster in Paris is on Tom Sawyer's Island. Yep. So you actually load and uh the, the loading and unloading station is on the mainland. They're mm-hmm. in the Frontierland. And as soon as you load, uh, the train drops down into a tunnel that runs underneath the river and pops up on the island and runs uh, the attraction out on Big Thunder Mountain Island before it returns back to the mainland.
0: Yep. I right. um I yeah, I quoted a client, Disney Disneyland Paris, and when I was doing the quotes, I was just kind of Getting familiar with the park because it had been a little while. And I, uh, I came across that, and it was just, I, I just like, this is the coolest thing. Because mm-hmm. it, it fits perfectly with Tom Sawyer's Island. Yep. So, And it's actually almost identical to
1: the one in Orlando. It just happens to be on the island instead of on the mm-hmm. mainland. Yeah. yeah. I, I was lucky enough to go to um, Paris Disneyland uh, back in 2001. I'm dying to go back again. Uh, it was just before the studio park there opened. Uh, And it's a beautiful park, so I'd love to go back now and see it
0: as it's matured more. And uh, I I can't wait. It's going to be great. Let's do this. If we get 5,000 listeners, subscribers, we will do a live episode from Disneyland Paris.
1: Oh, that sounds like a fair (laughs) challenge to have. I am down with that.
0: So, so we listeners, we
1: need your support. That's right. If you would like <laughs> to send us to Paris, Disneyland, <laughs> get out there and tell everybody, you know, about this great new podcast. You heard about yep. the gears podcast.
0: We'll take care of yep. that. All right. So yeah. you, you, you started it, but let's um with the trivia, let's, let's continue on. We, let's, you want to do some trivia? Absolutely. Why not? This is, this is just something we kind of do on every episode. We just have a little bit of fun, which I, I think this episode we're having a little bit too much fun.
1: hopefully the listeners are going to be listening going no what about this one what about
0: this one you missed that that's great yeah so all right so you guys can't see but alan can i've got a bowl in front of me with a couple different topics in it what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna pull a topic out and it can be anything related to disney world or universal and we're just gonna go back and forth naming whatever this topic is until we run out last one name something wins all right So. And my son came up with the topics on this, so they're—I don't want to say they're fairly easy, but you know, when you get put on the spot, sometimes you lose. (laughs) It's always a challenge. No, no, I'm—I'm so good at Wheel of Fortune, but then I think when I actually get up there, will I freeze? (laughs) All right, so this one is Magic Kingdom characters. Magic Kingdom characters. characters. So these are characters that have to be within Magic Kingdom. And if you name one that's not in Magic Kingdom, strike out.
1: Is it the characters that you see at the Magic Kingdom or like Character, attraction or char-
0: characters you can get autographs from or meet and greets? Let's just go that route meet and greets. All right. I so, got gotcha. you. I will let you go first Mickey
1: Mouse. Okay. Gaston. Gaston. Uh, Tinkerbell. Um,
0: Buzz Lightyear.
1: Uh, Winnie the Pooh, I
0: was gonna say, you're struggling already.
1: Winnie the Pooh, Um, I'm trying to think.
0: (laughs) Minnie Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Daisy Duck, Um, Donald Duck, Goofy, Um, Belle, Cinderella, Ariel, Tigger. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rapunzel.
1: Eeyore.
0: Tiana. Alana of Avalor. I think I say her name right. I don't know. Elena. I was like, Elena. Elena. Elena of Avalor piglet aladdin jasmine oh you cheat uh captain jack sparrow oh is he still there uh
1: he was in february he was there
0: (laughs) uh well i guess technically none of them were there so (laughs) yeah uh i think we've got them all maybe um Stitch. Stitch is still there, right? Captain Hook. Peter Pan. Mr. Smee. Where's where's Captain Hook and Mr. Smee?
1: They occasionally show up over near Pirates. Or near Peter Pan.
0: I've never caught them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fairy Godmother. Ooh. Uh, Drizella. Anastasia. Uh...
1: Uh, We're starting to draw short ones.
0: We might be out. I don't know. We can't be out. I think we might be. I'm trying to. Other other than the rare ones that don't like, you know, parties and stuff. I don't know. Big Al. Oh. (laughs) I don't know all their names. Um. I'm you know, people lose. at home are
1: screaming the names right now.
0: I know I'm going to lose because I don't know the I don't know the bears' names. Um, there's got to be one more though that I know that. It
1: is. <laughs> there's three more bears that actually come out,
0: I, and I don't know their names. There's there's, there's the one that's got the there's the one that's got the funky eyes. <laughs>
1: um, that would be
0: Shaker Bear. I don't know. I I concede. I don't know. You concede. So there's
1: Shaker Bear, <laughs> Liver Lips McGraw, Wendell,
0: and Big Al. Wendell was the one I was thinking. He's the one that's always with Big Al. He's he's the gray one, right?
1: Big uh, Wendell is kind of orangey brown.
0: Okay. Big Al is Big Al the gray one.
1: Big Al is the one towards the end. Yeah, he's the big guy with the red no. vest that sings "Blood on I the Saddle."
0: I don't know my bears.
1: But you also missed Splash Mountain So occasionally you will find Bear Bear, Bear Fox And Bear Rabbit They're more rare Yeah, but they do make appearances over there Bear Fox and Bear Bear more than anything but yeah.
0: Because I was going to say Geppetto, but I was like, no, he's too rare So He does occasionally
1: Pinocchio, do they're usually on yeah. parades More so than anything or
0: I wish they would bring events, back but. some more of them there there's some that I feel like they they and you know, this is something we could talk about in another episode of characters we'd like to see back, but I wish they would bring back Pinocchio, Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. Um, some some of those. So
1: sometimes in the parades when they have um uh extra entertainers, you'll see a mm-hmm. lot of those those characters that don't show up very often. We yeah. also forgot about I forgot about Merida. Merida <laughs> and Alice and the White Rabbit, and occasionally the Mad Hatter. Yep, they're all over there. Yep. Yeah, too many, too many great ones. Yeah, we we did cool. so well. <laughs> <laughs> I, again, you know, people at home are screaming at us, going, "Wait, what about this? I, I about know.
0: <laughs> How can you forget this one? That's my favorite one." <laughs> exactly. So it's I can't believe we forgot about the Mad Hatter because he is one of the greatest meets that you will you will have when you're there. So he's pretty entertaining. Yep. Yeah.
1: So, All right. So what do you say we talk about the uh, resorts and the resort categories? Give people a kind of a rundown on what's different. Yeah. So uh, if you've traveled to Disney world quite a bit at uh, Disney world, you'll know there are multiple resort categories and maybe you've only stayed in one or the other, maybe you haven't considered the other, or maybe you didn't know why. So we kind of want to give you a rundown of what the different categories are, what to expect from each category, which resorts are in those categories, et cetera. So, um, we're gonna kick it off with the value category. Now the value category includes um, all three of the all-star resorts, which would be the all-star music, the all-star movie, and the all-star sports. Uh, And that also includes the pop century and art of animation resorts. So these are all your values. Um, They are, uh, the buildings are set up a little differently in the value resorts. So most of the value resort buildings are, L or T-shaped. They're very long, kind of narrow buildings. They all have outside walkways. Um, So as you walk to your room, you may be walking past multiple rooms to get to your room, um, no matter which floor you're on. Uh, So keep in mind that if you have a window, which you do in your resort, you're gonna open your window to the walkway outside and people may be walking by. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, The only difference is once you get to Art of Animation, the Art of Animation Resort was built later uh, and that's one that was built with many many suites for family suites so that one has a bit more of a deluxe feel that one actually has all interior walkways unless you're in the mermaid um, section little mermaid section that's standard um, all-star music style rooms Uh, but Art of Animation typically uh, has interior rooms uh, no outside balconies things like that Uh, so there's a couple other things that make them different so they're renovating the rooms in many of the value resorts now. Um, it's taking a long time to go through them because there's so many rooms per resort. Uh, but typically the um, value resorts have double beds. So the all-star music and the all-star sports still have double beds. And if you go to the uh, mermaid rooms at Art of Animation, those are still double beds. Um, you might find them in the movies as well. Uh, but as the rooms are being renovated, they're transforming transforming some of those to either be king or queen Beds with the queen fold out table. So, those new queen fold out tables are doing are great because you get a queen bed in the room and you get this um, queen size fold out table. So, during the day, you can fold it up. It's a trundle bed um, or like a Murphy bed, and you have a a table and chairs, uh, and you can fold that down if you need the extra sleeping space. Um, So, that's a really cool option. Um, So, again, buildings kind of long, skinny, narrow buildings. Um, They're clumped fairly closely together. Uh, The bed sizes typically are double except they're being renovated to those queens and kings. Uh, They all have great pools. However, the pools at the value resorts do not have a slide. So if that's something that's important to you, if your kids really enjoy the slides, uh, something to keep in mind. And then for the uh, dining options at the value resorts, you really only have quick service or room service dining. So you don't have a table service option, don't have a signature option. Uh, And for the majority of the values, uh, you are either going to be Um, Limited to the Disney bus transportation system or your own car if you'd like to get around, Um, except for uh, in between the Art of Animation and Pop Century, uh, just last year we opened the or Disney opened the Skyliner. So the Skyliner does uh, access Art of Animation and Pop Century from Hourglass Lake right in between those two resorts. Uh, So it gives you another option there, um, staying at those for direct access to Epcot and Hollywood Studios. So um, that's our value category. There's nothing wrong with the value category. Uh, obviously, it's the most affordable on property. Um, they do tend to be a little louder little, little than some of the other resorts. Um, but again, if you're, if you're on a budget and you really want to stay on property and get the benefits of staying at a Disney resort, nothing wrong with the value resort. Uh, some people no. really enjoy those.
0: Yeah, they're just a little more busy um, to me because you have a lot more people walking around. You can see them walking around outside versus some of the others. But, um, And I know there's a lot of people that have the mixed emotions or mixed feelings maybe about a Murphy bed style room. Um, but I can tell you from experience, those beds are still really comfortable. And so, it's great to
1: it give you a lot more space in the room during the day. You can, yeah. If you have, yeah. you know. A family of four or something in there. Sometimes, you know, you're trying to sit on a bed to get out of each other's way. It's great to have that uh bed fold up and have a table for some more options.
0: Yeah. yeah. So so the rooms that have that Murphy bed style, um, I mean, like I said, they're they're great for space, they're comfortable. And, you know, it's even in the uh, art of Animation where you have those that pull down, um they're they're still really comfortable. And do the suites, are they still all queen and double beds or
1: uh the suites there are um queen and doubles, yes. Then maybe that will change as they renovate and, and grow and those uh, murphy beds the table murphy beds, started there at the art of animation uh in mm-hmm. the suites the family suites and they became really popular so they've started rolling them out to many of the other resorts and like i said it, it's a pretty cool option
0: yeah and so they said they're extremely comfortable so you, you really can't tell the difference so i think that just about covers the values brian you want to talk about the moderates yeah, so the moderates are my favorite. Um, there's Port Orleans French I Quarter. Knew that. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Port Orleans French Quarter and Port Orleans Riverside. We have Caribbean Beach. We have Coronado Springs, um, and then we have a couple others that are considered moderate. But we're going to go along with those, um, just kind of as their own separate category in a minute. But um, so, as far as the buildings go, they're not the same as you would see as an all-star. Um, the buildings are clustered a little closer together. Um, they're not as spread out, but they are central around around um, either a pool or um, kind of like a building. Um, some are surrounded by lakes or they surround a the lake. So as far as like Caribbean Beach and Coronado Springs, there's a lake sur- uh, that's in the middle central location and all the buildings surround the lake. Um, Port Orleans Riverside and French Quarter, it's more of the uh, pool or playground area. Um, Port Orleans French quarter is actually the smallest resort on Disney property. Um, so mm-hmm. that's one of my favorites because it's not, you don't have as many rooms. So of course you don't have as many guests. Everything's a little closer together. Um, uh, but Port Orleans Riverside is perhaps my favorite. And even when I quote people, it's one of my favorites because a lot of times people have two adults and three kids. And instead of getting a, you know, a roll away or something like that, Portland's Riverside has a fifth sleeper that folds out out of a, um, out of a wall or, or dresser. Um, and, and again, it's kind of like a Murphy bed, but it's, it's extremely comfortable. Uh, it's good for a kid that's, you know, up to, uh, early teenager year. Um, you don't want to put anybody, to, you know, a grown adult could not sleep on it, of course, because yeah, you wouldn't uh, want to be six,
1: const- six on the fold out.
0: Yeah. Um, a but again, it, it, it's a great option for those that have two adults, three kids or something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, so as far as the beds go, they're all king and queen beds in all the rooms. Um, when you get to Caribbean Beach, you have pirate rooms, which the beds are shaped as pirate ships. Um, they're still really comfortable. Uh, you just have a pirate motif to it. And then at Disney's port Orleans French Quarter, you actually have princess rooms where you enter the room and you're kind of like in a, uh, a palace. You you kind of would expect a princess to be sleeping there. Um, the magic carpet from Aladdin is engraved or not engraved, but it's, it's stitched into the, uh, floor of the room. And then on the walls, you have what's considered, I guess, um, Louisiana style decor, but it's the, um, princess and the frog. Uh, there's some pictures on there. There's a button at the headboard where when you push it, there's fireworks that go off on the headboard. Um, and then the layout of Port Orleans and French court is very, uh, new Orleans French style. So. So oh, all these resorts in the moderate category are themed after their names for Caribbean beach. Of course, you get a Caribbean vibe to it, an Island Flair Coronado on Springs. You have more of a um, Tex-Mex Santa Fe style uh, terracotta feel to them. Um, but they're all very good resorts for um, close proximity to parks, but yet far enough away that they're, you used to have some, uh, ability to spread out. They don't seem, even when they're full at full capacity, they don't seem like they're overcrowded. There's not kids running all over the place. So you, you get a much relaxed feel at these. Um, all the pools have slides. And even if you're not there to swim or anything, there's still plenty to do around the pool. They have activities that you can um, do with your family. There's bikes you can rent where you go on bike paths. There's uh, even some fishing you can do at some of them. Um, so if you're looking for things to do that are not park related, your moderate resorts have a lot of uh, different options for you to do. Um, they both have, a, or they all have a quick service and a table service option. So if you get the dining plan, um, you can use your dining credits at either one of those. But even if you don't have the dining plan, there's still great table service restaurants where you can sit and you can order a, a meal, pay for it out of pocket. It's, you know... It's a great option for days where you don't have anything planned or you come back early from a park and then you go back later on to watch fireworks, something like that. So um so yeah, that's that's pretty much the gist of the moderates. Again, they're they're my personal favorites. Um oh, and another thing What's I forgot the transportation to mention system like so they all have um they all have the boats. Um you can use your car and drive to the parks if you want to. A couple of them have, um, I'm sorry, they all have the buses. A couple of them have boats that you can take to Disney Springs or um, the Skyliner option is at Caribbean Beach. So you can hop on that and follow its route to um, Epcot or Hollywood Studios. Um, And then they, as far as the buses go, they all, when you go to an all-star resort, you have one central location where the buses pick you up. When you go to a moderate, except for Port Orleans French Quarter, because it's so small, um, you have a bus stop right outside your uh, resort building. So you don't have to go all the way to the check-in station at the front of the uh, resort to hop on the bus. You have a uh, bus stop right outside where you have a quick you know, one or two minute walk, hop on the bus. Most of the time, the bus it only stops at your resort and then takes you to the park. Now there may be times we're going off peak season or something where they're, you know, not as crowded or maybe even, um, the, the bus system time of day, something like that, where they may stop at another real close one, like Port Orleans, French quarter may start up at Port Orleans Riverside, you know, vice versa or something like that. But most of the time you're only on the bus with the people at your resort. So you're not wasting time going to two or three different resorts before you end up at the park. So, um, the, transportation options you get a little bit more um but they get you it's it's most of the time a quicker ride to the parks from from your resort so yeah Uh, you want to talk about the cabins at fort wilderness and the um new tower at coronado springs
1: sure so uh the cabins at fort wilderness and the grand destino tower also fit into the moderate category um the cabins at fort wilderness uh it's at the fort wilderness campground um the cabins are sort of mini trailer park trailers, you know, mobile trailers. Uh, they're set up like log cabins, um, but they're, they're kind of like a mini mobile home. Um, so it's interesting that you're outdoors, you're at the campground, um, but you have indoor facilities, you know, bedrooms, bathrooms, uh, kitchens and things available to you. Uh, the cabins sleep more than four. So you do have options uh, if you have a bigger family and you want to stay uh, all in one uh, room or, or area without having to necessarily get separate rooms. Um, it's a nice option. Uh, a lot of people really enjoy the cabins. Um, it's just, to me, I don't know how they fit there. I think they're almost a category to themselves, like Brian said. Um, but you know, for Disney, they fit into the moderate category. So that's something else to consider there, especially if you have a larger family. If you've got a family of six or more, uh, the Kevins could be a great option. And then we have the uh, brand new Grandestino Tower at Coronado Springs. So when we talk about Coronado Springs, keep in mind there are still the standard rooms that you could get in the past that has always been there for Coronado Springs, but Coronado added this great tower uh, into the entrance area called Grandestino. And um, this is a really cool option if you are looking for kind of a deluxe feel but you don't want to pay the deluxe um, category price yet. So uh, the tower is beautiful. It's all Spanish themed. Um, There's a lot of Salvador Dali uh, artwork throughout the resort. Um, Like a deluxe resort, it has all interior hallways. So you um, don't have balconies uh, or exterior areas here um, from your room, but they're much larger spaces. You get great interior hallways. Um, The tower... Uh, has um, a great restaurant and lounge up at the top that gives you uh, views towards Epcot and to uh, Hollywood Studios. Uh, it, it's just it's beautiful. It's a really nice addition. It's still at the moderate price point, but it's really uh, more of a deluxe feel. So if you um, are curious about stepping up and seeing what the deluxes are like, and you're not quite sure that you know it fits in your budget yet, uh, definitely um, consider Grand Esteno Tower. It's it's
0: beautiful, and they've done a really great job with it. I think that's just yeah, about right. even moderates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just want to I want to touch on uh, Fort Wilderness real quick because um, you you mentioned that if you want the um, deluxe feel, you know Fort Wilderness campground, it, it's you don't get so much the deluxe feel because you're staying in, in cabins and in campgrounds, mm-hmm. um, but you do get a lot of the um, extra stuff that you get at deluxes. and you know just some of that is you have a nighttime uh, Chippendale campfire sing along. Um, mm-hmm. You have the hoopty hoo music overview, um, which if you have not seen that is a blast, um, and then you have the um, character din- uh, dinner with uh, Mickey at the um, backyard barbecue. That's seasonal throughout. So you know those are some things that you don't get at the um, the other moderate resorts. So.
1: Well, you do have a couple options for transportation from Fort Wilderness as well, because you do have the yeah. Disney bus system, but the, it is right on um, Bay Lake. So you could actually just go to the back of the resort and take Watercraft directly to the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. So that's a nice option too. Or you can transfer which, to Ticket and Transportation Center and take a monorail Tepcot from there.
0: Yep. Which, you, you know, that back entrance, that's the only thing. You only get those on the monorail loops uh, resorts, So, which are all deluxes. So, yeah. Uh, which, Speaking of deluxe, that's going to bring us to our next one. So our deluxe category is your highest price one um, outside of the villas. And that is the Grand Floridian, the Contemporary, the Polynesian, Yacht Club and Beach Club, Boardwalk Inn, Wilderness Lodge and Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I know when you typically go, you like to do deluxe. Um I I'm more of a moderate guy because I want to add the extras. I don't, I don't have the season pass that you do. So uh, (laughs) we're still paying for tickets, but, um, so when you're looking at deluxe, you are looking at fewer buildings, um, as far as what's on the actual, um, compound of the, of your resort. Um, however, the buildings are a little bit larger. Um, all of the rooms come with King and or queen beds. Um, all the pools have slides, which I don't know if I mentioned that or not And on the moderate, all the moderates have slides as well. So, um, you have three resorts that are on the monorail loop and that is the Polynesian, the contemporary and the grand Floridian. Um, all your deluxe resorts are extre- extremely close to the parks with the exception of animal kingdom lodge and it's close to animal kingdom, but it's a little further away from the rest of the resorts and other parks and mainly that's because of animal safety. So um, you have a quick service and a table service, dining loca- uh, dining option at each location, but you also have a signature dining location as well. Um, Some of those character- are amazing. Yeah. Uh, you have character meals at the Polly, the Grand Floridian, the Beach Club, Contemporary, Wilderness Lodge, and the Boardwalk. Um, so if character meals are important to you, and you wanna save some time, staying at one of those resorts could save you up to 30 minutes to an hour because you're not gonna have to transport your your family to those resorts. Uh, You could just wake up. The poly is one of my favorite, not only character meets, but it's also one of my favorite breakfast uh, options. Um, So again, if character meals are important to you, that's something to look at. Uh, And then you have club level at all of these resorts as well. So um, you wanna talk about the villa category because i know like i said you're you're a deluxe guy i know you've stayed in deluxe villas before so you want to take that one
1: well yeah i sort of touch on the club level um so club level if that's if you've heard of it never heard of it didn't know what it was um club level is a really cool option that you stay at the resorts that have club level and when you're in a club level room you have access to the club level lounge at the resort and the club level lounge um it's pretty cool there's typically televisions in there for kids there's activities sometimes to do Um, but there is a lot of food and drink available to you that is included in the price of your resort stay, um, but you need to stay club level. So when you go to breakfast, they typically have uh, coffee, tea, milk, juice, um, uh, breakfast items. You could have pastries. You could have, uh, a, when we've stayed, it was different every day. One day it might be a grits. One day it might be an oatmeal. Um, there's a couple different hot options that they have. Uh, so I think one day we had some eggs. Um, so there, there's, It's not a full meal, it's not a full buffet, uh, but it's definitely some nice options for grab and go things to have. Uh, We went back for lunch, some days they have sandwiches, they have uh, make your own trail mix in there that you can kind of make your own snack mix to take with you into the parks. Um, Soft drinks are available, uh, and once you get lunch and dinner, beer, wine are also available to you as well, and again, included in your price. Um, We actually stayed at the Boardwalk Club level and in the evenings, they send a chef up from the Flying Fish, which is one of the signature restaurants there at Boardwalk. Uh, and they give you appetizer size um, tastings of different things that you can get at Flying Fish. So one night we had Pork Belly, one night we had Oyster Rockefeller. I mean, it's great. You can sit there and have a couple glasses of wine, uh, get a couple appetizer size things of what they're, they're passing around. Uh, it's a really cool option um, to consider club level. And if you're going to do that, I always recommend that you stay at one of the resorts close to the parks so you can take full advantage of that. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to point out that's really nice about Grandestino, which I forgot to mention is that Grandestino is the only moderate resort. If you stay in Grandestino tower that also has a club level lounge available to you too. So definitely worth considering that.
0: Yeah. And and you say, um, You know it's not a full meal but we we both know when you go to disney even their snack credit options are almost full meal size things yeah so these were appetizer, definitely
1: kind of appetizer snack portions but you could go up and ask for more so yeah. i mean you know if the chef wasn't doing anything and he you wanted another pork belly you just went up and you know got another pork belly and they were like butter they were great yeah um <laughs> Yeah, so it, it's such a cool option. It's something to, um, we have clients that stay club level, and um, they they like the resort that they're in, and they go similar time every year. So the staff actually gets to know them and remember them. So you know when they get to their room in the evening, there is their favorite bottle of wine in the room because the club level people just you know knew they would like that and take it there. Um, you know they look forward to them coming back too. So they become a family. It's pretty cool. Uh, but the deluxe villa categories um, again, this is another option if you are looking to plus your vacation a little bit or um, if you have a larger family and you want to try and stay in one room one location the villa category is a really good option now technically these are the vacation club rooms so they were all built to be larger um condo style but uh, all the resorts in this category offer um studio uh one bedroom two bedroom and sometimes three bedroom options um the only option, the only one is um, Polynesian only does uh, studios and the bungalows. So uh, all the resorts in this category are the Riviera resort, which is the newest resort to open at Disney. Uh, The Boardwalk Villas, you have Animal Kingdoms, Kidani Village and Jumbo House. You have the Beach Club Villas, uh, Saratoga Springs, uh, which was a vacation club resort, just like Disney Riviera Resort. Uh, You have Bay Lake Tower at the Contemporary. Uh, You have the Old Key West Resort, which was the original Vacation Club Resort. Uh, You also have Boulder Ridge Villas and Copper Creek Villas and Cabins that are at the Wilderness Lodge. Uh, I mentioned Polynesian Village and Bungalows and the Villas at Grand Floridian. Now, if you're wondering about those cabins and bungalows and why those are different, uh, that's a great question. So the bungalows started at the Polynesian Resort, and these are um, two-bedroom bungalows that actually stick out Over Seven Seas Lagoon, uh, in between the Polynesian and the Contemporary. So, I mean, the Magic Kingdom. So, you actually get great views of the Magic Kingdom from there. Uh, It's a two bedroom room, full kitchen, full living room. Uh, They actually have uh, individual spas on the deck that face the Magic Kingdom. So, you could feasibly in the evening uh, sit in the spa and have a nice adult beverage and watch fireworks from your room. It's pretty amazing. Uh, And also at the Wilderness Lodge, they have built the cabins, which are very similar, but they're on land and not over the water. Uh, Beautiful uh, two-bedroom units. Um, You can sleep six to eight in some of these rooms. Um, Again, they also have their own built-in spas. Um, They're set a little farther away from the building, so they're kind of private. They are amazing. So again, if you're looking for um, a little extra or you have a larger family and you want to kind of all stay together and not be so spread out, Uh, These are something definitely to consider. So for the most part, these are at resorts that were already in existence and had the villas added to them. Uh, But the old Key West Resort, Saratoga Springs Resort, and Riviera were built um, specifically as villa properties. So some cool things there. Um, Again, since they're all part of the deluxes, you're going to get all the same amenities you get at a deluxe. Uh, You know, the larger bed sizes, you get the nicer pools. They all have the interior um, walkways. Some have balconies, some do not. Um, They all have those quick service, table service, and signature dining options uh, in the resorts. They're they're, they're pretty cool options available to you. Uh, One thing I want to point out to people is if you're traveling with small children, I hear this a lot, that, oh, we don't want to spend that much because we're with the kids and we're not going to be in the room that much, right? Mm -hmm. Adults tend to forget that it's their vacation too. So one of the things I like to point out is if you are traveling with small children who need naps... I would 110% consider a deluxe or something with a balcony. And the reason is when you go back to your resort and your kids are hot and tired and they need their nap. Do you want to sit in a dark hotel room with your kids while they nap and make sure they're okay? Or do you want to have a space for yourself? So simply having that balcony that you can step out on the balcony, um, you know, have a beverage, read a book, take a few minutes to yourselves while your kids sleep and still be right there and accessible Um, you know, and the door open and crack so you can hear them if they need you is a huge thing. Um, And because so many of these are um, right off the monorail or right a short boat trip from the Magic Kingdom, which most people want to do with their little kids, uh, it is a great convenience option to be able to leave the park, get back to your resort, do a quick nap, take a little bit of time to refresh and recharge, and then go back in the evening. Um, And the price point might seem higher, but is it that it is, is it worth that much more convenience it is worth and it. yeah and and the uh peace of mind when you're traveling you, again it's not just your kid's vacation it's yours as well so just keep that in mind something to think about it
0: as a parent it is worth it
1: <laughs> <laughs> brian well, knows so i don't have little kids that i travel with so uh, but i know um, yeah my other half an, occasionally needs a nap and it's nice to be able to sit on the balcony with a beer Well, you had an
0: experience we uh we were on our way back from the park and it was after fireworks and everything so the, you know we we stayed to almost park closing i guess um we were at uh i can't remember if we were at riverside or if at the time we were at one of the one of the values but we were on the bus i'm the gentleman <laughs> that stands up on the bus and i hold the stroller and i'm sitting in the back and then you know Mandy's up at the front of the bus with abigail in her arms and blaine in his seat because he's passed out Abigail's crying her head off, and we all know at night those buses get extremely crowded and high. I have the yes, I have the pacifier in my pocket, in the back of the bus. Abigail's in the front of the bus, screaming her head off, and all of a sudden, I see these people talking all the way down, and they're like, "Do you have the pacifier?" And I was like, "Yeah, I have the pacifier," and they're like, "Give it to us." <laughs> and so we basically play telephone with the pacifier all the way up to the front of the bus. As gross as that is,
1: she <laughs> took the pacifier,
0: she went to sleep, everybody was good on the bus. Yep. So if you don't want that experience, <laughs> stay at a lot where you're a little closer. <laughs>
1: but you know, sometimes it takes a village, and there it was a perfect example.
0: It right? was. It <laughs> was so
1: people lending a hand to make it easier for everybody. Yes. It's a
0: good thing. Um One thing I wanted to point out about the deluxe villas is I mentioned all the character meals at the um, deluxe resorts, and the Riviera actually has Topolino's Terrace, um, which has a character breakfast in the morning with Mickey and friends, and they're in their uh, French-Italian wardrobe, I guess. Um, Artist outfit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, kind of a neat experience, pretty new. So, um, we, I, I feel like we have done just about every character meal, except the newer ones that I came out with in the last year. Um, so that's probably going to be one we have to hit next time we go. Um, that in the storybook dining, we have yet to do that one. So, um, that one's on my to list too. Those. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, I, I like the story. So.
1: As you were saying though, that Topolino at Riviera is actually a rooftop, uh, restaurant as well so it's up on the top floor uh, yep. it gives great views of the property uh, just Fireworks. like grandestino tower well they don't call it firework dining but you can definitely no. see them from up there
0: yeah
1: yep. um, yeah so so uh grand riviera uh and um the grandestino tower both uh, new things happening with disney with lounges and or restaurants at rooftops of so really cool views up there and they're both it really nice
0: facilities. It, it definitely stepped up the game for moderate resorts, I feel like. So mm-hmm. definitely. So. Well, I think we're just about done for this episode, aren't we? I
1: think so. We've gone through all those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think we got through just about all that. We talked about all the different resort categories and the options in those resort categories. um, you know, talking about different bed sizes and pool options and dining options and transportation options available. Um, you know, different things to consider about all those options. Uh, we played some trivia. That was kind of fun. Uh, had a debate about some, uh, franchises and, uh, kind of wrapped up our, our episode.
0: I think it was a pretty yeah. good one. Yeah. So we just, as always, we want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. So please catch us on, um, One of our different social medias, and just kind of let us let us know what you guys think. Um, If you disagree with anything we say, we'd love to hear that. Um, If you want us to talk about something, you know, in a future episode, we definitely want to hear that as well. Um, But yeah, we just we just want to hear your thoughts.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And on our next episode, we're actually going to talk about the different dining plans and character dining options. So if you've never had a dining plan or you're not sure why. You'd want to consider dining plan uh make sure you check out the next episode we're going to discuss those quite a bit um, play food. some more games oh, disney food what's not to like <laughs> uh we'll play some other games and uh you know maybe take some uh questions if you guys get back to us so great yep. uh, if you'd like more yep. information on our podcast please follow us at www.gearspodcast.com so you can find us on the web uh, you can find us on facebook at gears podcast and on Twitter and Instagram at gears underscore podcast. Uh, and then on our website, you'll also find links directly to Brian and I's pages uh, and our own information there as well. So please check it out.
0: Yep. Yeah. And you know, as always, we want to leave you with a, a, a Disney quote of some kind. And this one comes from the, the great Walt Disney. And he said, the more you're the more you like yourself, the less you are like anyone else, which makes you unique. So go be unique, and until next time, thank you guys for listening. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. See you next time. See you guys. Bye-bye.